Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm going to keep this short because it is currently 3.40 in the morning and uh, I'm heading to Mexico tomorrow. I uh, definitely procrastinated and uh, just finished packing. So I wanted to get this episode out before leaving, which I have successfully done. So thank you for your attention and tuning in. And you're welcome for (laughs) me staying up all night to do this. Um, one of the great things about the Nomadness Conference was being able to connect with some like-minded individuals and people who are doing dope things uh, around travel. And one of those people was Omar, who's featured in this episode. Um, he's the founder of We Work to Travel, um, and he'll tell you more about it. But we got a great episode here. We were jumping around a little bit. So this episode is a little Frankenstein, but all of the content is there. And that's really what it's all about, right? So listen, subscribe, review, tell a friend to tell a friend. As always, follow me at GQ50 on Instagram and Twitter. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. Welcome to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. Just your Q here. I got the homie Omar here. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Just happy to be here. Um, got here in New York. Uh, met my man over here at Shake Shack right now, having a good old time. So <laughs> get this thing cracking. Absolutely. Got a little, a little background noise, so uh, apologies if you guys can hear a little bit in the background. But, you know, just let it let it set the mood a little bit for, for the tone of conversation. So Omar and I met... Um, are you good, Omar? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make want to make sure. Because um, you, you know me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you we don't got to go by the work name. We built a rapport. <laughs> um, so we met at the at yesterday's Nomadish Tribe conference. Uh, I thought it was great, man. What, do, do you have a good time at it? Yeah, no, I, it's my first one. Um, so been part of Nomadish for a little bit, but haven't really dived in. So the fact that I moved to New York kind of gave me that opportunity. Right. Now, it was pretty good, man. Like, it, it was definitely more socially conscious than I was expecting, which I think I really liked. It kind of brought up, like, real issues that we had to kind of consider. Um, I also looked at the youth. I looked at, you know, Trump. It just looked at a lot of variety of different things. Um, so I really appreciated the fact that it was put together and it had that emphasis. Um, definitely didn't take things for granted. Absolutely. Shout out to, to Avita and Brittany, the whole, whole Nomadness uh, tribe team. Um, they did a great job. It far exceeded my expectations. Uh, was well worth the trip up here to New York. Um, Especially from like a networking standpoint, linking up with you, obviously, and then a lot of the other individuals that were um, that were there and participating. So I definitely would agree. Now, you, as as I mentioned, we had you know kind of a, a lunch adventure where we were, we were searching for a place for a little bit. Right, the group group split up, and then we ended up found ourselves at a, at a table um, and was able to to uh, one play six degrees or less than six degrees of separation, and then um, also were able to to hear was able to hear your story a little bit, which was super interesting. So if you could, just without further ado, if you could get into that, that would be, uh, you know, obviously going to be the subject. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, in 2015, I, I left my job. I got tired of corporate America. I was in corporate America for about seven, eight months, uh, seven, eight years, rather. What were you doing? Um, IT consulting. Um, 
So I flew back and forth all the time uh, between multiple cities. And at this last, at the end of 2015, I had a project in Cali. So every week I would go from Atlanta to Cali, and that's like a four or five hour flight on Monday, and another four or five hour flight on Thursday. Sometimes I have to take a red eye flight. So I was like the grumpiest black man you would ever meet <laughs> that entire weekend. Like, don't talk to me. I'm not trying to go out. Just leave me alone. Um, so I, it kind of like burnt me out, right. you know. And I, and I think right around that time I was turning about thirty, and I feel like a lot of people once they get that thirty mark, they're they're looking for some, some type of shift. Yeah, the reevaluation. Yeah, and it's kind of like I'm starting to reevaluate, and I'm kind of like, um, mm, I don't really know if I'm if I'm happy, or you know, what I you know what the next step should be. So. Uh, before that, I've been traveling a lot. So me and my homeboy, Denoris, we used to travel quite a bit. And we always ran into like, a lot of Europeans. And they're like, oh, we're on a gap year. Or, you know, we've been traveling for six months. We're traveling right. for a year. And I'm like, hold on, what? Like, <laughs> like what is that? For, What you mean you're traveling for a year? Like, you're, you're like five. Like, right. <laughs> how are you traveling for a year? And it's just like a cultural difference where a lot of people from like Europe and Australia, like certain countries, they just say, hey, you know, before you get to... Working for the rest of your life, go figure out what you really want to do, go see the world, kind of be a global citizen, and and then from there make your decision. So, yeah. So, we've seen that a lot in traveling, and we kind of always wanted to do that. And both me and him kind of got burnt out at about the same time. Right. So, we're like, yo, let's do this gap year type of thing. Okay, so we relocated real quick, had a quick uh, change of location, a little bit quieter, uh, easier to hear, hear settings. So you were talking about the gap year. You all were both burnt out on your jobs a little bit after the reevalu- reevaluation period, uh, point of 30, and you all were looking for, for a change up. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, we were basically burnt out at the, at the same time. Um, so we also were both consultants. So I was a consultant, but I forgot to mention that he was also. Okay. So we accumulated a lot of miles, and our game plan was, you know, after we had the idea, you know, four, five, six years prior to that, was to save money a little bit, but we kind of in the back of our minds was like, you know, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. Right. Um, but ultimately, we didn't have enough cash to do it unless we'd used our miles. So Delta had this around-the-world ticket. Um, that oh, was, I remember uh, those. Yeah. yeah. They did discontinue it, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but it was 180,000 miles. And me and him had plenty to spare. Um, so our game plan was the only way we can do a gap year is to use this program. So even years leading up to 2015, it was like, all right, you know, we'll see what happens. But as long as this program's around, we, you know, there's still a chance. Right. So I just remember perusing the Internet one day, and it's like thinking about different trips I could take. And I looked on Delta to just look at the around-the-world ticket just to see what it was looking like, and they said it was going to be discontinued. Oh, man, so that was the And vibe. I was like, oh, <laughs> snap. So it was like, I think that was maybe the end of November, or right. mid-November. And I think it was supposed to end, like, December, like, 5th or 6th. Oh, man. So it was literally, like, a very short time frame. I mean, I saw that I freaked out, called my boy, like, yo, around the world ticket's about to end. Game's over. If we don't do it now, we're probably never going to do it. Right. And we both had, like, girlfriends at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, probably both me and him were two years into it. So it was, it was rel- relatively serious at that right. point, right? It wasn't something like, oh, you know. It's all right. All right, just not um, flipping, right. right. So we had to really consider, like, you know, their feelings and what that would mean for our relationships. We both were working, you know. Right. We both had mortgages. And it was kind of like, yo, this is, this is a big deal. It's like, a real man. adult responsibility. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm actually going to be very unadult-like if I go on this trip. Right. I'm going to say, you know what? Eh, yeah, this is what happens. It is, right. Um, so, I mean, we debated a lot back and forth. I remember he came to my house a couple times. We would pace the room, like, yo, what about this? Well, what about that? Right. Um, and eventually, like, you know what? We've always been talking about it. Um, we, we, I always give my girlfriend the heads up that I was thinking about it like when we first started dating. Right. She didn't take me that seriously. <laughs> I didn't take me that seriously. The disclaimer either. was right. out though, right? I gave her a little bit of heads up. But we basically said, yeah, we're going to do it. 
Um, so it was an amazing trip. We went to I went to all seven continents. Okay. Um, I did Antarctica. That was the last hurrah, man. It, it was expensive. <laughs> and I, we could talk about that. Yeah, we got, that's it, the main one woo, I want to hear about. It was worth it though, but yeah. the joint was expensive. Uh, and my boy, like we did a lot of the trip together, but we actually separated a number of times. Okay. Um, so I'd be solo. I'd be with him. I'd be with my girl. He would be with his girl. So we would kind of mix it up. Oh, so you all had them like coming out doing yeah. trips. Oh, okay, that's kind of yeah, dope. Yeah. That's so dope. We worked it out that way. I saw her three different times on the trip. Okay. We probably cool. did like six or seven countries together. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely tried to make it work, but it definitely was an amazing trip. Um, Joe Berg, I love. It was just like, man, man, it's like family there. There's nothing but love there, Uh, especially when you see, like, a black American. So one of my boys, actually, not even my boy, I put it on Facebook that I was going to Joburg. Some dude I met in a plane, like, years ago (laughs) saw the Facebook post, like, yo, I got a dude to meet you up, like, link you up with. And I was like, all right, cool. Right. I go there, like, they're nothing but hospitable. Like, I went to the house, chilled with their moms. They cooked us food. And I remember this one time, and this kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. We went to a bar with them. And, you know, Joe Berg is, can be sketchy at times, but it's right. not really that that bad. Right. And, like, before we left, they was like, yeah, we want to make sure you get home. You know, like, you know, we're going to wait for a cab with you. Right. I was like, nah, bro, I'm grown. I'm a grown man. Right. Like, I've been to a lot of countries. Like, I'm good. He's like, no, no, that's not how we do in Joe Berg. We look out for everybody. And I was like, I've never had a dude like look out for me like right. that. You know, if it was a female, like, oh, you know, I want to make sure you get home. Call me when you get home. Right. But for a dude doing that to another dude, that doesn't really happen. Yeah. So that's when I knew it was just nothing but, but straight love. That's real. Place. So. That's dope, man. So what was your favorite, the most unique experience, like most memorable experience and your favorite? Most memorable. Because you hit, you hit all seven continents in, in, a, in a year or six months? In about eight, eight to nine months. In about eight to nine months. Okay. Yeah. So you, did you repeat any continents or were you yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, hit yeah, one? Yeah, I definitely repeated. Because um, I already been to, I think that was my first time doing Africa. I've been to Europe a number of times. Uh, but Asia, Australia... South America I did a number of times, too, like Brazil, mm-hmm. um, Peru. Uh, so, yeah, South America I revisited, Europe I revisited, and, um, yeah, those are the only two. That's but, yeah, so Africa was new, Australia was new, Asia was new, and then Antarctica. So, so <laughs> the most new. most memorable experience was and your favorite? So my most memorable would probably be Antarctica. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would say that. My most favorite would probably be Joburg because of that entire experience right. there. Um, just the hosp- hospitality that they kind of treated me with. Right. But I'll talk about Antarctica. Okay, cool. So, Let's get into it. Yeah. That's right. Antarctica's expensive. <laughs> so that was towards the end of the trip. Um, and I was going solo a little bit. No, I was actually with Naj and her crew of business um, friends. So okay. one other kind of little disclaimer is when I traveled with her, sometimes it was solo. But right. sometimes it was like her crew of business school friends. Okay. Um, and then people travel so expensive oh yeah it, fancy, they, fancy just, they just real bougie I love you guys but y'all bougie man it's just like cause like the amount of money I spent like a week with them I probably spent on the course of like a month and a half oh um, my gosh like I was just like bleeding money and I'm like guys I, I know y'all got loans and y'all don't really care <laughs> but I, this, I gotta pay this back soon type right. of thing um, but yeah so I was with them in Argentina okay uh, so we did like Iguazu Falls and um, Buenos Aires and then, like, when I left her, I went to Ushuaia, which is the southernmost tip of Argentina, where mm-hmm. I took the uh, the cruise to Antarctica from. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I try to, like, determine, well, if I'm in Argentina, I may as well get it all out at one time, because I don't really see myself ever doing that maybe in the future. So I was like, right. let me just get it out the way. So did you have to charter your own, your own boat? Yeah, so it was interesting. So I Googled a lot, and basically right. I did some research and found out that it's just cruises, like a carnival cruise, but not carnival. Right. Um, a Royal Caribbean. So they have, like, these explorer-type cruises. So you can go on boats that, like, have 
four or five hundred people, you know, three hundred people or one hundred and fifty people. Mm-hmm. So what my research said is like the smaller the crew, the smaller amount of people on the boat, the more you're able to actually do. Oh, okay. Um, because you actually can go ashore, whereas if you have this big old cruise boat, like you, you really can't go too many drive places. Drive by, and wave right? Just wave at the sails, but wave at the penguins. Whereas in the smaller boats, you can actually like come up to them and be within you know a couple inches right. of them, which actually happens. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so. The, some recommendations is I, I bought the cruise probably like November, and I went on a cruise in December. Okay. So I didn't get the best deal. I think it was like either either four or five thousand. Message. Whew. And mind you, like four or five thousand on this entire gap year, I probably yeah, get away man. with like a month or two. So I was just like, ah. five bands for right, for, for, a for a week. cruise for a week. Oh my god, for a week. So FYI, you want to go to Antarctica? <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap. <laughs> Be liquid. It's not, and then you got to get to Argentina, and then no, no flight goes directly to Ushuaia, right? right. So you got to go to Buenos Aires, then you got to take another flight to get down. So it's it's going to be a grip. So you okay? So like, playing low key like ten bands if you. Yeah, like a third of my trip would happen. <laughs> the cost of my trip probably happened that one damn week. Oh my gosh, because yeah. um, this one I wanted to do. I think I'm gonna hold it. I think like I, like we talked about. I think I'm gonna hold it till till forty. Uh, so I got a good long time to like. Uh, you know, figure all that out, but it, that is very helpful because I feel like everybody wants to go to Antarctica, yes. like in theory, but like one to, to like truly figure it out and ha- and to put that money down is like pretty yeah, serious. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest you can probably get is thirty five hundred okay. on a good day, but they're very and you'd be like in a three person bump. Right. Um. So that's the other thing too. So it's ten days technically, but they count the first day as like you being in Australia. Right. And then they count the other day like you coming back. So it's really only like eight days. Right. And then you're on sea like two out of those, no, four out of those eight days. So you're really like in Antarctica for like four days. Dang. It's worth it. Right. Like I don't think I need to be there much longer. <laughs> right. That's right. But yeah. So just keep that in mind too. I, I kind of got upset. They kind of like bamboozled me a little bit. Right. I was like, Wait. I'm, I'm supposed to be leaving like right now. Like, nah, you're staying in the hotel tonight <laughs> in Ushuaia. And, but thank you for your purchase. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. How, uh, so how, how, what, like, what was there? A lot of, so a lot of penguins. Right. So there's a lot of penguin colonies. What was actually kind of cool is we had to rescue a ship. Yeah. That's yeah, we were supposed to go, um, go to some penguin colony, and they got like a, like a mayday, mayday call, like SOS, like, right. hey, our, our ship actually got, um, they put up iceberg. on some iceberg. Like, yeah, for real? Yeah, 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 it was like Titanic, but it was a, what was great, it's a very small ship. Okay. It had to be, like, maybe 20 feet in length. Wow. And I'm like, what are you doing in Antarctica with this little boat? Right. So it got, like, I don't but know what like Gilligan. came in. Right. Right. Like, I don't know what happened or why they decided, like, this little boat can make it. Um, but, yeah, so they got caught up on, like, some iceberg somewhere. It was, like, stranded at, stranded, like, on the on the mainland, in a sense. Right. And, like, we had a, so we were watching it. But, like, the people, the crew on the boat got into these little Zodiacs, got, like, ropes and, like, we're literally, like, tying ropes to the boat and, like, trying to pull it pull off the ice. Right. So, That's crazy. So were yeah. you able to get in there? Did you get your hands dirty a little bit? On the Zodiac? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got into the Zodiacs at least three or four times. Okay, so cool. So we actually go to uh, a penguin colony, hike for a while. Right. Uh, we went to, like, this um, this place where a volcano erupted, and they actually had, like, a scientific base there. We, I didn't know they had volcanoes in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I literally know nothing about Antarctica. Like, I'm realizing this in this moment, like, yeah. as you're talking, because I thought it was just going to be a whole bunch of ice, and that was about it. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty dope. It's a very unique experience because you can, one, like, the dichotomy of how people interact right. was very interesting because you have a lot of rich people, you got a lot of people that are in between, but 
you got a lot of old people, a lot of young people. Right. But what happened on the on the trip is it didn't matter. We were like, hey, we're stuck in this boat for however many days. We're gonna get to know each other. Right. And people didn't really care. Like most of the conversation wasn't where, what did you what did you do? It's kind of like, well, why do you want to come to Antarctica? Right. <laughs> And we found ourselves grouping by by older versus young. So a lot of the younger people, it didn't matter if you were black, white, Hispanic, fat. Like, we just, like, all the young people were kind of, like, on this area. We would always hang out because everybody else was rather Common interest, yeah. Yeah, so it it was kind of interesting that all the differences kind of went out the window once you were on the boat. Right. You got to see people who they really were because internet... It was like a hundred dollars a minute. I'm not even over like exaggerating. It was something ridiculous. Where, like, like, well, this is out. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just I think off it was the like a hundred dollars for like twenty five megabytes or something like oh, that. Oh my gosh! And then it was like by the time you actually dial up and get something, like most of your bytes are gone. So now you got to put like another hundred. I noticed you said dial up. That's yeah, what I- <laughs> yeah. It was not. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So you basically stuck on this boat. We had no interaction with the outside world. Right. So even when we came back, we were kind of nervous. We're like, so what happened in the world? Right. Like, oh, yeah, because y'all were dark for it, yeah. Yeah. So you don't know what's going on. Like, no one can talk to you at all. If something happens, you don't know. That's crazy. So that's man. another way you bond. You're like, wow, we're, we're getting back to society, guys. How do you think? Right. <laughs> so, no, nah, it was definitely, like, one of the most amazing experiences. I, w- I would definitely recommend it. Just, just... Save up, or it? if you haven't gone to a lot of other countries, yeah. I wouldn't do that first. Right? Oh, okay, I would say do a, like a grand finale, not yeah, a grand finale, but like yeah. a, a build up, right? To it. Because again, for five or six grand, like you can do so much, so much. You can live overseas for like a year or somewhere potentially. You Bro, know? so that yeah. hurts my pocket so bad. Yeah, so just reality check. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the general disposition of people when they were coming back? Like everybody was nervous. Well, like, just because oh, they didn't know what They didn't happened. know what's going on in the world. Um, and then the other thing, too, is it's not really a cruise, and I, and I kind of misspoke. It's an expedition. Okay. They, like, they kind of, like, relabeled it as that because they feed you very well, surprisingly. And right. I'll talk about that in a second. But they have classes every day that talk to you about, you know, penguins, about seals, about how the Arctic formed, about weather. Um, so they really try to educate you on the on the boat. That's good. Which is really good because there's all these different seminars you actually, like, go to. And you're like, oh, I kind of kind of understand a little bit about what's going on over right. here and you kind of um, appreciate it more and they kind of like put the onus on you to say hey now that you know this information make sure you like working to save our planet right in a sense oh um, okay because of the ice caps and whatnot. Right. okay okay and that the makes things sense. melting and all the other stuff um, but the food though so I, I remember I had to share my room with another guy right um, I think me and him were probably the youngest in age um, but I remember we, we had the hotel room so we shared the hotel room too and I remember like we had a buffet right before we hopped on the boat and we're like, all right, this is going to be our last good meal, you know, for we don't know how it's long. Up, right? So let's get these pancakes, you know, because we might just eat them bread and butter, right. like some corned beef sandwiches. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to eat. And both me and him were vibing on it. He was like, yeah, all right, let's just get really full. <laughs> and then the first time we get on the boat, like, oh, the boat's like, I'm thinking it's going to be this little, you know, really metal type of ship. Like a rigid like, type of Yeah, very rigid. It was like a Carnival Cruise Line type of boat <laughs> when you walked inside. It's much smaller, but the right. rooms were nice. So I was like, oh. Okay, this, this is all right. right. We get to dinner. I'm like, oh, is that steak? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, I wish I had wait, some room for I this. Some chocolate cake and some cherry pie. Hold on, <laughs> this is just one night. Oh, there's sushi. I'm like, yeah, they they like you eat very well. I actually gained weight by going to Antarctica because they fed you so much. That makes me feel a little bit better about spending that money. Yeah. I know that I'm actually getting something in return. You're, you're trying to lot. give me PBJs. Yeah. I would have. I'm writing an aggressively worded email. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're gonna have to have a conversation right, about this. Right. Now, they, they fed you really well, which I was highly surprised about. And then the one that I went on, too, they actually gave us a coat to actually wear. Oh, okay, heart. cool. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. that's, so that's, that's, that's value. But that's... a lot of people, a lot of companies don't. Um, there was like, that coat was probably like two $300. Who'd you use? 
I think it was Cork Expeditions. Quartz, yeah. Cork Expeditions, okay. Cork, Cork. Cork, Cork. Yeah. Okay, I'll um, have to get that, that spelling and put it yeah, in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, yeah, that one, because I looked at other ones, and I didn't really realize how valuable that was. Because right. I snowboarded, so I brought my little snowboarder jacket. Oh, that, okay, that's what's up. But that joint there was kept me so warm. The one that they gave us, yeah. it was this bright yellow joint, but I still, like, it was warm. <laughs> warm. I'm surprised y'all didn't have, like, a ton of seafood going down there because yeah. I would imagine it doesn't get much fresher than that. Yeah, I mean we have, definitely had some fish out there. Right. We had like we had barbecues, like oh, we would okay. barbecue outside on the patio when it was a good day. That's wild. That's the other thing too, like the weather changes, so it'd be like ice cold below zero, right? And then three hours later, like it'll be sunny out. Everyone would be chilling outside. Really? Yeah. Like chilling cold no, or chilling chill- like I might need to take off this jacket because it's kind of hot. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, it boggled my mind. So what what was like the coldest of cold? Like oh, the coldest of cold was was cold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I had on like my thermos, like that I would use when I snowboard. I had on like my, my snowboarding pants. Had on like multiple layers, and I would still be freezing outside because the wind chill factor would be ridiculous. Right. Like, certain. And then as you're hiking certain distances, like you would get up higher, the wind would just be going, you'd be freezing. So wind chill like um, low. Well, like uh, like like, like seventy five hundred. Nah, I can't put a number on it. Okay. Because I can't say for certain, but I know it's below zero. Okay. Maybe it's like negative 10, negative 20. I don't know. But I don't know how cold it got for us. And that's the other thing, though. You can't go to Antarctica during the wintertime, right? Because at that die. point, it doubles in size. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You would die. But you can't even access it. So it, they kind of showed this. When I went to one of the classes, they showed um, kind of this picture of Antarctica being like, you know, X amount of size. Right. Right? Like so this big circle at the bottom of the, of, of the, of the earth. And then it literally doubles in size in the winter because everything freezes. Freezes over. Over. Oh, okay. So only sense. when it unfreezes do you actually have a channel that you can go through. Um, oh, that boat. makes sense. And then the boat itself has to be like, it's an icebreaker, so it literally has to like be able to break through certain ice. Right. Because there's ice sometimes where you gotta just break through it. That's crazy. See, I'm thinking about like the, when the polar vortex in Chicago came through and it was like oh. below, I remember that week it never got above zero when the wind chill at, at its worst there was negative 50 so I'm imagining like granted I didn't go outside yeah. until it like came up I right, right, up to like negative right. 30 yeah, went yeah. and I was like I guess I can go to work negative 30 is cool right. I do that I was like, I'll right. make that work but I'm thinking it's gotta be it would have to be much much colder I don't than know that. if it would be really I don't necessarily think it might have been that cold cause I felt like you know why I say that cause I think I've been colder when I've snowboarded some places than wow. I have been when I was in Antarctica okay I think I remember making that parallel when I was down there that's wild thinking I was like oh this isn't that bad and then it warms up. Yeah. Like, so, so tough. Like, but it's also very dependent on the week you go. Like, right. you might have a terrible, or you might have a really, really cold experience. I might have had just a mild one because of the time frame I went, and I just got lucky with the weather. That's real. Do you know your total country count after that? It's probably 50-something, 50 52, 53, I want to say, because I did about 30 countries on the trip. Right. And I, and I redid a couple of them. I think I had about 20 or so before. Because you were able to, like, really, like, chill out and, like, and experience, like, culture, stay there for, say, in countries and continents for a it good It depends on the country. Okay. So, like, Joburg, I was like, so I didn't give Joburg a chance the first time. I went there only for a safari. Right. Maybe back in two or three years ago. Um, I was scared as hell. I was like, oh, Joburg. Everyone just scared me about going to Joburg. Right. Um, I remember when we pulled into our hotel the very first time, not not the time that I went, but like maybe three years ago. Like, I thought, like, we were about to get jumped. Like, I thought I was about to see people come out these windows and, like, just, right. like, I built up this story around Joburg that I was just nervous. I didn't want to leave the complex. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I didn't leave the complex. Well, we went to go, like, to Mandela statue. Okay. But it was, like, daytime, like, get back in. Right. And I was just really nervous. Um, and then we went to do the safari in Kruger National Park. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that Kruger one, that gets real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
seen some lions and elephants right. charged at us, you know, just everyday yeah, life. Yeah, 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 whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so because of that, I wanted to give Joe Burger a really, like, I want to give it his fair shot. Right. And I loved it. Okay. Like, awesome. Because Cape Town's cool. Like, I love Cape Town. You got the wine, you got the beach, you got some shark diving. I mean, it's you cool, got, right? It's, like, it's, just, it's, it's Miami Orleans. Right, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, but to me, like, it didn't necessarily feel like Africa. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt. Because of that Dutch influence, and you can really feel it in Cape Town. Absolutely. Um, but Joburg, I mean, it's still there, but it's definitely not as much. Right. And that's what I felt like. It's like, you know what? I can I can dig Joburg. So definitely, Cape Town, definitely do it. But <laughs> spend some time in Joburg. That's like, real. the culture and history of South Africa is really prominent in Joburg. And there's Soweto, which is the um, kind of this ghetto outside right. where... Um, like That's I mean, very impactful. Yeah, so that and Robbins Island, those two were yeah. like, yeah, super, super yeah, impactful. What those game changers? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. So I would think, you? Or go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say Desmond Tutu and, and Mandela are the only. There's, there's this street in Soweto, it's the Vilakazi Street, and it's the only street in the world where two Nobel Peace Prize winners have lived. And that's in the ghettos of South Africa. That is that's real. That's that's a very real fact. Yeah. I did not. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. And that's the thing where it's like it's. A, I always you can't see. Me. I'm, I'm putting quotes up right, right now when I say ghetto. Quotes are up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like it. it you don't want to judge things too early before you get there, right? And, right? and I think that's what I learned a lot on the trip. Is just like, hey, you got to give everything a fair shot. You know, don't really matter what anybody else says. Let me just see what I think after my own personal experience. Right. That's real. So in hindsight. Would you recommend the gap year, like to to somebody who's kind of fed up with their job? They're looking for for more. They're like, I want to travel more, but I'm I'm nervous about my funds. Like, uh, it depends. Okay, I, I know that's probably not the answer that everybody wants because it really depends on your financial situation and your. What are you gonna do to pay back all this money you spent? Right. You know, I have a game plan. Like, I have a couple rental properties. I'm working on trying to flip a house for the very first time. It's going all right. But I, I had some ideas. We'll have to talk on that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. But I had some ideas of what I wanted to do while I was while I was traveling. I had like I rented out my spot through Airbnb while I was traveling, right. so I was still making income. So it wasn't like cold turkey, like no income for eight months. Right. Like I was making minimal income, but I was still making something where I was still bleeding, don't get me wrong. Right. But I was kinda like, you know, bleeding slowly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bleeding slowly. So I, it really depends on your situation. If you got kids, if you're married, you know, Who's going to pay for that? That's very real. <laughs> so I, I, you got to really take a, a strong look at yourself in the mirror and say, can I do this? Am I running away from my problems? Or, you know, are you... Escapism, as we yeah, talked about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or is this really for your benefit to help you grow as a person? That's real. And I think also, too, like I had an idea for a platform. I had no idea what it really looked like. So I figured, like, the gap year would help me, one, become an expert in right. travel in a sense because I would have been to so many countries. I would travel with so many different people and different styles. Like, I'm a solo traveler. I've, I've done it with my homeboy. I've done it with my girl solo. I've done right. it with her bougie business school friends. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've got to feel uh, a different... i got a breadth of, of experiences from traveling with different people. That's real. So that's the perfect segue because the last thing I wanted to chat with you about was your new project, we Work to Travel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We Work to Travel is a travel platform that is dedicated to helping millennials research less and travel more. Uh, so when I left my job to take a trip to all seven continents, I realized that it took an absorbent amount of time to plan for each destination. I mean, even with sites like your TripAdvisor and your Yelps, it still takes people on average, you know, 10 to 15 hours to really plan for a trip. I think that's because of a couple of reasons, right? Um, and, I, and I've felt this firsthand. One, content is not broken out by travel style. 
So if I want to travel with my girlfriend, if I want to travel with my homeboy, if I'm traveling solo, uh, how I travel, what I'm looking for to when I am traveling changes. And it's not really easy to get that information. No, yeah, man, I definitely feel you. Um, yeah, because, I mean, that changes the entire fleet feel and flow of, of a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like the different the different vibes that you'll get with, with uh, depending on who you're traveling with. But I didn't mean to interrupt. So uh, go ahead. Secondly. Uh, secondly, uh, the information is really fragmented. Um, it's either fragmented on multiple sites um, or it's fragmented even on a single site. You may have to go like two or three layers in to actually see what you want. And then thirdly, what I noticed, too, is that once I do find the information that I do want, I have to vet it. I have to figure out, is this person that's leaving this review or who provided this content, do they travel like me? Are they honest? You know, are they relatable? Um, so are they just had a really bad experience? So they're just saying, you know, they had a terrible trip. So those kind of made it those things kind of made it difficult to try to find kind of accurate information to help me plan for my for my next city I'd be going to. Um, so what we try to do to solve this is, is by doing two things, right? We created uh, comprehensive curated city guides by travel style and outlines the history, the adventure, uh, local food, nightlife, romance, um, affordability, uh, and places to stay all in the city, right? And it's all on a single page. In addition to that, uh, to those guides, right? We also uh, created a, a custom platform uh, where you rate your overall experience in a city versus, you know, an actual activity or aspect of the trip. What exactly do you mean by that? Like, can you give an example? Uh, so, for example, right, if you're a, a thrill seeker, right, we have a city rating for adventure uh, related activities. Uh, we have a tab uh, with adventure related content. And then we have another section on this single page, right, with the adventure related comments. So all this is all found on a single page, and it's you know the same thing for your foodie and party animal. Still, again, on that same single page. Um, so what I would love uh, for those of you who are listening to do is to go onto WeWorkToTravel.com, um, sign up and register, and, and start leaving some city reviews because I think uh, the, the intent is really to have kind of a, a trip advisor of sorts for for millennials and in particular Black millennials, um, and, and get that information on there. And obviously, you know, follow us on Instagram, um, send us a note uh, to get featured. Um, and that's something we're also shifting to where I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but what we're going to start doing is uh, those who have completed uh, ratings and who have kind of, which you can do with your ratings, it creates a, a travel map in your profile. So those of you who kind of finish off your travel profile, those of you who've kind of done a lot of ratings, we're going to start prioritizing uh, those members to be featured on our site. Um, and again, it's because, you know, we're trying to help the community as a whole. And, and I think, you know, you guys taking part in that would be a beautiful thing. Uh, and I just look forward to um, to working with you guys and, and adding more really cool features. I'm an engineer by trade, so I have a lot of cool pieces of functionality I'm looking forward to uh, to adding back into uh, the platform. So stay tuned. That's very dope, man. And that's a great way to end the episode. Um, as Omar mentioned, make sure that you are following at We Work to Travel. We'll definitely put that in the show notes as well. And make sure you go on WeWorkToTravel.com. They're definitely doing some cool stuff here um, and items that align with what the Travel Guys is trying to do, which is to make travel easy for everyday people. You know, make it make it simple and alleviate some of the fear that comes along with uh, and the anxiety that can come along with planning a trip. So uh, thanks, Omar, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Travel Guides. Remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.